This is the Balanced Artist Podcast, where we help the purpose-driven creator's journey suck a little less and thrive a little more. Hosted by award-winning musician, TEDx speaker, and comedian, Rory Gardner. Who? We chat with experts who help level up your creative career by reframing your lifestyle as a balanced artist. Hello and welcome back to the Balanced Artist Podcast. We all have that friend. Every single post is come to my show, like my page, stream my music. If you don't have that friend, maybe you're that friend. Okay, I know I used to be that guy. Like in my younger days, I would try to get people I know to come fill the seats to make it look busier than it was. And it's like we're tricking people into thinking we're more popular than we are. And these days, I often get suggestions from Facebook to like this person's fan page. And I go to the page and there's no content. Like they just want us to like it because they know us. And although I know you, like what value does your page have with no content whatsoever? Like it doesn't add anything to my life. Okay, so we need to stop burdening our loved ones with this stuff and focus on trying to create real fans who love our actual content. Something that I came to realize in the later years is that when a real fan base is there, it's like the friends and family actually want to come see what all the fuss is about. Like I've gotten to a point where people reach out to me asking, you know, when I'm coming to town rather than the other way around. Side note, just because you come to town doesn't mean they'll actually show up. If there's like a rerun on Grey's Anatomy that night, then chances are they may take priority over putting on clothes to come see your show. I remember for years... Every time I would talk to this friend, they're like, let me know when you're in town. Okay, just let me know you're in town. It got to a point where I would actively seek out shows in their neck of the woods just so I could get them to shut up. And, you know, you've seen it now. Okay, cool. We're good. But once I actually booked the show, I swear I booked it like 25. No, it was more like let's say half an hour from their home. I was like, here I am. Your wish came true. And did they show up? No, I got some excuse about traffic and to let them know next time you're closer than half an hour away. Sure, when my agent books me in the park at the end of your street, you'll be the first to know. We need to separate the friends from the fans. Okay, friends are friends, fans are fans. Then there's like the weirdos in the middle. And I still have PTSD from playing empty bars back in the day. And then you'd have that one person who isn't really a friend, but more like an acquaintance show up and then make you feel like you owe them because they heroically showed up to support you without asking. I'm sorry to burden you for coming to this cool place and having beer. Well, I'm not making you do push-ups. Like you're, it's, you're, hopefully you're enjoying this show. Years later, they still have the same mindset. They're like, I'm going to come out and support. I'm going to come out and support you. But now they can't get a seat because they're sold out. Or the, like, there'll be a pal. They're like, you know what? I'm going to throw you a follow on TikTok. Dude, there's already 150,000 other people already doing so. But I appreciate your charity. I'm not trying to discount these wonderful people in your life. But you should get your mindset out of creating it for them. Okay, And start creating for you. Have you read Kevin Kelly's blog post about having 1,000 true fans? Basically, if you have 1,000 true fans who are willing to buy or pay for anything that you release, then that's all the fans you need, right? So they can sustain your career. So you don't necessarily need to shoot for the millions if that's not what you're after. These days, instead of sending things to my friends for approval, I focus on the content and make it the best it can be. And then these people reach out to me like, hey, I saw this big influencer resharing one of your things. I'm like, yeah, it is. It's a great feeling. It's really cool to see that, uh, <laughs> that turn of events. 
when I release a new YouTube video, I get people who were involved in the video to like and leave a comment immediately after posting it to get the engagement rate up. It's just the way the algorithm works. And this sounds hypocritical based on everything I've just told you, but this is actually how some of the major influencers do it as well. They get this, you know, they have this initial network of creators that will immediately engage to get the ball rolling. And after that, it's really up to the video gods. If it's good, then people like it and then it'll continue to grow. But if not, then it's meant to be and now you need to create something better. It's like adulting in the creative world. When you become an adult, you don't rely on your friends to pay your bills, right? Or your parents to pay your bills anymore. Like you need to do it yourself. And if you can't pay the bills, then it's your responsibility to figure out how to get that done. If your work isn't getting the engagement you need, then it's your responsibility to continue to create content that will. If your boss isn't giving you the raise you deserve or treating you the way that you should be, it's time to fire that boss and seek other arrangements. Life's too short to surround yourself with people who negatively impact your emotional well-being. And that goes for colleagues or so-called friends. I mean, it's hard to cancel your family. But (laughs) if so, you need to create distance and then do you. Hopefully today's rant has been enlightening. Let me know in the comments. Until next time. That's all we've got for this episode of the podcast. We have new shows every week. So remember to hit subscribe and share this episode with anyone you think could benefit from becoming a balanced artist.